0: happy Festivus everybody today we have a very special Festivus crossover with the host of locked on White Sox locked on Detroit Tigers and locked on stupid Rangers let's get into it you guys all right with that let's bring some people on uh first we're gonna go with Nick Marowski of locked on White Sox and then followed by Scotty Bentley of locked on Tigers followed by bryce patterick rangers <laughs> <laughs> happy festivus everybody how's everybody doing uh, wave wave everybody wave cool we did that wonderful job um so for people that are not familiar with festivus what we're basically doing is uh, a 25 year old joke from seinfeld and we're just making content out of it myself and bryce down over there uh, we have done this three years in a row where we just sit here and we complain about our teams, and then we uh, do Feats of Strength where we nominate our biggest home run slugger and determine who's going to hit the most home runs in the, the next season. Uh, I think that I win every year because the hasn't been good, but this year, <laughs> this might have a chance. Uh, and then we're adding a new wrinkle this year because uh, we looked something up, and we're doing Festivus Miracles, which are explained as, or defined as, easily explainable events that we declare miracles. And so we're gonna take a look at the coming season and declare some things Festivus miracles for our teams. So without further ado, uh, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Ice H- and Locked On White Sox and Locked On Tigers and Locked On Rangers even your, your first stop of the day. We're, we're available on every platform. Let's go around and uh, tell everybody where we can be found on social media. I'm at by Jason B uh, on Twitter. And locked on A's on Twitter and on Instagram. Nick, where can people find you?
1: Uh, on Twitter at nick underscore ggtb and uh, locked on socks on Twitter, just at locked on
0: socks. Scotty, down there, what what do we got for you?
2: Uh, Twitter at Bentley Scotty, and then the locked on Tigers account is at locked on Tigers, and then I also do locked on Red Wings if you're a hockey fan. So at lo underscore Red
0: Wings. And then Bryce, where can the people find your coverage of the Texas Rangers?
3: You can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, and you can find the show at Locked On Rangers as well. We got the first one, and not the hockey Rangers.
0: <laughs> that, that's always the fun thing, and when I'm trying to like look up people to tag, I'm like, okay, do they have the first one, and do I have to go like lo underscore? Is it all one, what? What am I looking for here? It gets confusing, uh, but that's that's a different thing that I can complain about. I have plenty to complain about about the A's. But first, let's start off because I'm very intrigued to hear what Bryce Pattern has to complain about because his team just signed Jacob DeGrom. I want to know what you got on your plate here. I I know generally where the other two guys are going. Bryce, what what, what are you complaining about here? Where are your grievances with this team?
3: Well, my grievances with this team aren't as much with the team. It's more with the world you know for many many years people have forgotten that the texas rangers used to be really really good at baseball i mean i forgot that too but i feel like I there's will not never
2: forget that thank you
3: you're welcome you're welcome uh 2011 ended great for us so uh yeah nothing nothing went wrong there but uh i feel like the rangers aren't getting enough respect we're disrespected this is one of the better rotations in all of baseball by adding jacob Degrom, by adding andrew heaney they have five legitimately good starters and then some really nice depth if somebody gets hurt which you know seems entirely possible with dane dunning kind of sitting in there uh as the number six starter, the lineup is really darn good. The team had a bad record last year, but had a much much better Pythagorean record. a horrible a horrible horrible run in of one run games where they lost thirty and one, I believe, uh, maybe ten. 12, just an awful record but this team is much much better on paper than people think there's been a lot of crapping on the Rangers for oh look at this team spending money again for no reason blah 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 it's so stupid why would you spend money on good players and I'm kind of fed up with it like this team should be good they are trying to be good and people need to realize I think they will this year that the Rangers are are going to be a dangerous dangerous team next year
0: Okay, so Bryce, you guys spent money on good players. Scott, last offseason, you guys signed uh Javi Baez. What what's that about? Give me some of your grievances.
2: <laughs> that was a heck of a transition, <laughs> let me just say. Um yeah, no, I mean, this is a this is a very impatient uh fan base at this point, rightfully so. And uh yeah, it's year what, seven of a rebuild, and we're still pretty much major league major league record-wise, like we haven't really taken any steps forward from year one to to year seven, which is obviously very frustrating. And, yeah, last offseason was the first time that this team spent money, period, in like five or six years. And it was on Javi Baez, who did not have a very good year whatsoever, one of his worst offensive seasons of his career, along with leading the league in errors and then uh eduardo rodriguez who uh went mia and didn't communicate with the team and i'm not sure how it wasn't a bigger story he just completely left and stopped having contact with the front office for three months and then just like reappeared he wasn't hurt or anything just kind of kind of dipped so um yeah it was a it was a heck of a season like the most unimaginable things you can ever think of happened all in one year for for Detroit and it was certainly highlighted by the two big free agent signings that we had last year yeah
0: so congrats on that um a, as an A's fan Thanks. I wow. I enjoy your misery but also uh the A's haven't been doing much you know to vault themselves over the Tigers in that same span of time they, they've they haven't the been over the Tigers not, like, done in much. my lifetime
2: <laughs> we can talk about the postseason if you want it's been a while since the A's I, have been over the
0: Tigers I mean yeah um let's not do that let's talk about a different team that the ace have been over in the postseason going to the white Sox over here and they uh they signed a player in andrew penitendi who i don't know if he's good or bad he's middle of the road you know maybe above average i don't know what tell me why you're excited about him and what your grievances are with the white Sox and uh, all of that stuff nick uh
1: well benitendi uh lefty bat we need a corner outfielder before... Because the folks that were playing the outfield this past season, one of them was a natural first baseman, and Andrew Vaughn, and the other was Aloy Jimenez, who couldn't stay healthy just walking from the outfield into the dugout. He would, you know, a lot of non-contact injuries. So we needed an outfielder. We needed a corner outfielder. And I don't – I mean, if somebody were to say, hey, uh, Sox have got to be, you know, one of those teams that have a – you know, $150, 200000000 million contract somewhere in their history, right? They're a big market team. I would say no. The Chicago White Sox are actually one of the three or four teams in all of baseball that have never given out a $100 million contract. And uh, before this signing, Yasmani Grandal was our biggest co- contract ever. Four years, $73 million. Uh, and now <laughs> Andrew Benatendi is our largest contract ever. At five years, $75 million. Um, look, the Sox have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, they had one of the most disappointing seasons in franchise history. Uh, we had a manager that should have never been the manager. You know, unfortunately, you have to take a leave of absence, due to health issues. Uh, you know, we were predicted to be not only winning the AL Central but advance in the playoffs. None of that happened. Uh, bad, bad chemistry, just bad performance injuries left and right and you got a a general manager that's saying to the fan base don't look at us to throw money at problems to fix things yet that's exactly what they've done so far it's thrown money at Mike Clevenger early to you know get a fifth starter and throw money at Ben so uh confusing stuff uh this team you know this team should be good on paper they look like they can still compete
0: uh but we need uh we need management to step up and fill a lot still i mean it feels like the Tigers, like uh, the white Sox should be a lot better than they have been i mean maybe andrew penintendi gets it there and left field uh, defense has really been what's been hurting you guys but uh from an A's standpoint i don't know where to begin honestly they, you guys know the cycle that a's Um, front office goes through all the time. Every few years, they're trading a bunch of guys away. We just uh, traded Sean Murphy this week as we are recording this. It'll be a week and a half away. uh, As you guys are hearing this, Uh, they they might move the team to Vegas. I don't know. Rob Manfred likes to throw his weight around on this issue. And the A's have moved very far with the city of Oakland. They have done nothing with Las Vegas in about a year and a half. So uh, I'm intrigued to see what they think vegas has to offer them that they haven't offered already um i mean we'll see also uh i'm i'm grieved that the astros won the world series um it's not Same. really like it's not really like a thing that the the a's are at fault for but really who else was going to stop them the rangers the angels no it should have been the a's and uh they didn't so i'm i'm aggrieved at that as well uh that that is That is my grievance with this team. There's a lot, but trading everybody away, maybe moving the team. Those are the the big two that I can name off the top of my head. They're pretty big. but Those are pretty big. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be doing feats of strength, but Bryce, I think you got some words for us.
3: I do. This episode is brought to you by the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone?
0: And with that, welcome back to this special Festivus episode of Locked On A's, White Sox, Tigers, and Rangers. I'm not trying to keep you last every time. You're just in the bottom right. That's just how I read is all it is here, Bryce. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're all of our shows are available on YouTube. So go check out YouTube and subscribe, like, comment on all of those. Because if you're a fan of the A's, White Sox, Rangers, there you go, Bryce, or Tigers, um, then... Commenting down below on YouTube is how it helps the show grow because YouTube has a weird algorithm, and that—that uh, that is what does it apparently. So comment below and say, "Wow, this is what I uh, ask my listeners to do." Say, "Wow, you four gentlemen are so good at baseball and so handsome." So comment that down below, and uh, <laughs> let's see if we can get some engagement down there. <laughs> but let's talk about the feats of strength. Um, Usually, when Bryce and I have done this in the past with a, a myriad of hosts, uh, we, we nominate just uh, our, our best power hitters. I got I don't know who's going to still be on the team still, uh, so I have three, and uh, I'll go over those guys here in a minute, but let's start with you, you only get You
3: only get one.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to nominate one at the end, but I have three choices, and I'm going to let everybody know. By the way, I won last
3: teammates. year. I nominated Corey, I nominated Corey Seager and he had 33 home runs this year, which is more than, I don't remember who you nominated, but Probably it's so more though. than anybody who had on, <laughs> on, on the A's. So I, I think I won oh, that one. One,
0: and one one. Okay. All right. Uh, Scott, who is your feet of strength champion going to be?
2: This is a really, really bad question for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I should not be a part of this conversation. I genuinely a feel like I weakness. should leave the show and come back when this segment is over. This is okay. not me at all. Um, so
0: Scott, who is your best contact hitter?
2: I, I would still leave the show. That, there's no. This is not, not. Not. There is no part of offense that you could ask me for, and I would be positive. Um, No, this was one of the worst power hitting teams like of the modern era. I'm not sure people really realize just how bad the Tigers offense was. It wasn't pretty bad. It wasn't like, oh, you know, maybe one of the worst in baseball. It was one of the worst offenses in like modern baseball. And that started with the fact that we were dead last in home run totals and a large amount behind 29th as a team home run total. It it wasn't like we only missed out by a couple of homers of being 29th either. Um, Yeah, I think our leading home run hitter this year was Javi, and he ended with like 17 or 18. Um, And that was like, you know, got kind of hot in September. I think with two weeks left, we didn't have anybody who had 15. And I think in August, we didn't have anyone in double digits. So. Uh, it was a complete train wreck. It will continue to be a complete train wreck. We have not added a single Major League bat so far, and it's December 17th at the time of this recording. So I guess I'll go Javi, but, like, I mean, he could hit 13 and probably lead next year's team in homers. So, like, about, like I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't plan on beating any of y'all, but I'm, I'm glad you got me first and out of the way early so that I can let the actual competition begin.
0: Oh, why? Thank you. Uh, why seeding the ground to the actual competition in the ace? Uh, no, 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 right. Uh, Nick, uh, you, you've got some interesting guys. You got a lot of guys that can hit the crap out of the ball. Who is going to be your nominee from the White Sox?
1: Yeah, we had we had a power outage on the south side uh, this past season. Nobody got to twenty home runs on the White Sox. Uh, our our high water mark was seventeen. Andrew Vaughn, uh, who is going to oh. be taking over uh, Jose Abreu. Uh, since they let him walk, walk he had 17 he also in rbis as well um i i don't think he's going to be the guy though i think he's going to have a good year i think with the fact that aloy jimenez is not going to be forced to roam left field anymore and he's actually going to be a dh i i could see him staying healthy hopefully and hitting 40 40 plus home runs between him Ooh. and louis robert if robert could stay healthy as well another guy that soccer Fans have not seen healthy for you know a full season. Uh, between them two, I, we've got some, we've got some mashers, we really, really do. It's just all about how. Uh, so, I'm going to pick Aloy Jimenez. He wants, wants to play left field, but the fact that they just gave Andrew Benatendi the largest contract in White Sox history, there's not going to be a, a hybrid situation of <laughs> Jimenez and. Ben Attendee out there uh, Jimenez is gonna be your DH and I think he's he's my guy he's, he's gonna hit 40
0: home runs if he stays healthy I, I like it I mean you could also just trade Aloy to the A's that'd be fine so well, I'll throw him in left field and let, just you can laugh at him that, if you want to that'd be great left field?
1: oh my goodness uh <laughs> you've seen the video of him getting trapped in the net down the left field line maybe you haven't How's but he America
2: yeah, he I, uh I he like was
1: roaming for a foul ball and he like he couldn't make the play and ended up getting tangled hilarious. up in the net. It was it,
0: yeah, it's a whole thing. I feel I I think that he got hurt against the A's playing left field twice in the same season. Once was in spring training and then like later on and I'm like, "We don't play this team very often. What are the chances? Like what are the odds of that happening?"
1: He um, got so, hurt sorry? celebrating. Um, he, he got hurt celebrating near the mound after, uh, like, we won a game or something. He jumped and came down wrong on his uh, knee. He's a mess. Uh, so th- I'm not saying like he'll stay healthy even as the the <laughs> designated hitter. Like with all these rule changes, if we could figure out like a designated runner, like, like I'm just gonna run for you. <laughs> like as soon as there's as soon as there's contact, I'm your runner. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's it's he's got the power, though. He's got the potential. So uh, He's my guy.
0: I feel like you guys just signed Billy Hamilton. So there's your designated runner. But uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a great thing. Larger base path uh, bases. And you've got uh, Billy Hamilton as your designated runner. That'd be perfect for us.
0: I'm constructing your team for you. But uh, yeah, you Bryce? are. <laughs> Bryce, uh, who who do you got? You, you won with Corey Seager last year, you got Marcus Simeon over there, and that's just rude of you. Um, I don't know. Who, who are you going to pick? It's probably going to be the winner. Because we got one guy that's got a Javi Baez, and then another one that is hoping for health from a guy that has not stayed healthy historically. So who's going to be your person? And then I'm going to uh, – I got some guys. Watch out.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the Rangers like had a pretty good – This uh, just feels like flexing at this point. Uh, I'm not intentionally trying, but the Rangers had uh, four different players with 26 or more home runs. Simeon had 26 and he didn't hit his first until a grand slam in Oakland. in like one of the last days of May, it was a horrific start to the season for him. So I think I'm going to go with Marcus Simeon. I mean, he ended up with 26 bombs despite that, like just, Honestly, you could not script a worse. Just everything was horrible for him for the first full two months with the Rangers. He got it all figured out. Was really really good in the back half of the season. Seager set a career high. Had never had more than 26. He finished this year with 33, which was a record for the most by a left-handed hitting shortstop. I will give any of you twenty dollars if you can tell me who had the record with the most home runs from a primarily left-handed shortstop in major league history.
0: Oh, in history, Jesus. Okay, <laughs>
3: he's, he's an active player, and okay. he has played for the Rangers.
0: Ooh, IKF, baby. Left-handed. Is ready? Yeah, is he ready? I'm like, I don't know. He,
3: he also, his career high is like six, so no. Yeah, he's
0: also not good. That was where I was
2: going. <laughs> Any <laughs> Rangers shortstops that aren't. He hasn't, he hasn't,
3: I'll give you, also give you this. He hasn't played shortstop for the Rangers. He's played third base, oh. left field, and first.
0: Oh God,
2: Ruben O'Dor. Okay. Oh, nope, Rune-t-o-dor. never played short and wasn't <laughs>
3: primary. I'll 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 spoil it for you. Brad Miller oh, had it with God, thirty man. with the Rays. I was completely shocked when he broke this record. Frac- I was like, Is it really? Really? Weird. There have just been that few <laughs> shortstops who were left-handed yeah. and Corey Seager is one of them, but no, I think it's going to be Marcus Simeon. It, it could be Nathaniel Lowe. And I kind of wanted to go wild card Mitch Garver who had 10 and it's 54 games and he is hurt for, he only DH for, for like half the year and then had surgery on his elbow. But I, I'm going to go with, with Simeon. It feels like a much safer bet.
0: I'm going to uh, say that you selected Jonah Heim because he is a favorite of mine. So Jonah I love Jonah Heim is your selection. Cool.
3: Um <laughs> that's fine. Honestly fine. He might so, have twenty five next year.
0: Yeah, he might still lead all of our guys anyway. <laughs> so for the A's, I don't know where to go. Uh last year the team leader was Seth Brown. He had twenty-five. And uh he's probably gonna if he's still on the team, probably gonna lead the, the team again. But there's also is he going to be on the team? So I had to come up with some other solutions here. Uh Dermis Garcia, lots of power, struck out forty four percent of the time. So I assume that the opportunity isn't going to be there for him, but he hit five home runs in like 100 and something at-bats. So uh, he could do it if he gets like five or 600 at-bats. He could have like a 30-homer season. He's got the tools uh, and lots of power. And then the A's also selected Ryan Noda in the Rule 5 draft. He hit 20... five home runs in triple a so 25 is really my baseline here um I'm gonna go ahead and say that the A's do not trade Seth Brown I'm gonna be optimistic about something super optimistic about something it's gonna be a festivist miracle if Seth Brown (laughs) is still on this team but uh I'm gonna go Seth Brown but those are the other guys that uh are, are you know boppers also they got uh Estrella Ruiz and uh, he hit a bunch of like 16 home runs in Triple A last year. It, I think that he's going to steal more bases than anybody of any of your power hitters hit. But uh, yeah, I, I think that it's it's probably going to be Seth Brown.
3: Well, Simeon steals bases now, so because um, he's not on the A's.
0: <laughs> ha ha ha! Glad that we could do this another time, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh coming up on the show, we are going to be explaining just regular things that happen in day-to-day life as miracles, festivus miracles. So stay locked in, you guys. And so for YouTube people, there's no ads. Uh, we just jump straight into it. Um we're we're back again doing some of this. Um so I think it's Wikipedia you got this from, Bryce? It, I, it, is. it, it, it is. It's is the my point source that has easily explained events that are declared mi- miracles or miraculous. These are festivist miracles. miracles. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this time. Screw it. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and say that people showing up to A's games, festivist miracle, because ownership is really I I'm not saying that the A's don't deserve our love. I love the A's. I will support the A's, but going to games is harder for me because of the baby. Um but also uh ownership is making it so that it's harder to go prices have doubled since they traded everybody uh they're talking about maybe moving to vegas and also they just traded everybody away why should people want to go to a's games um so that's that's where the festivus miracle comes in people i assume there will be a handful of people that go but i think that it'll take a small holiday miracle for it to happen um I don't know where I have him start. Bryce, have I started with you on one of these? I'll start with you this time.
3: Sure. Um, so we're going for Festivus Miracles that will happen or Festivus Miracles past.
0: It's up to uh, you. I don't care.
3: Well, I, I'm going to go festive Miracle of the past and okay. say, uh, keeping Corey Seeger healthy was a festivus miracle. He has not been a guy. He's been a guy who's been really snake bitten by random injuries. Um, he has not played more than 150 games before this year since his rookie year in 2016. He had another season where he had 145 games, but other than that, he only had one other season where he played 100 plus games. The Rangers did a really good job of keeping him healthy. His splits from at home versus on the road were like 200 points different OPS wise loved hitting club wide field, won a world series there, won a world series MVP. I think that's a big chunk of why he signed with Texas that, and they gave him $325 million, which, which sure helps. But uh, if I'm hoping for a Festers miracle for next year, it would be a healthy Jacob deGrom season. Let's just parlay that health um, into good things for next year.
0: Good luck with that one, Bryce. Um, I, I mean, from, I let's rate on your parade a little bit. I don't have his stat line in front of me, but he has faced the A's once at the Coliseum. Just once in general. Four innings, gave up like six uh, runs, I believe. Five or six runs. It was a bad outing. Ken Waldachuk got his first win of his career against Jacob deGrom. And now uh, he's just sitting there waiting to be beaten again and again by one Ken Waldachuk. Uh, I'm very excited about Ken Walcik. I really wanted him
3: at the deadline, honestly, and I was pissed that you got him.
0: (laughs) uh, His other win in his professional career came on the final day of the season against Shohei Ohtani. Wow, ace killer. Yeah, ace destroyer right here. I am ace, built for the future right now.
3: (laughs) And future ranger uh, Shohei Ohtani.
0: I mean, we'll see about that. (laughs) Now we can put that all in our titles as... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> defeat the algorithm everybody uh also comment below and say uh you know how handsome we are uh nick let's go over to you what is what miracle do you think might happen on the south side
1: uh a, a miracle that the chicago white Sox front uh office and organization continue to spend actual american dollars uh in this competitive <laughs> window uh it has been a little over six years since they traded away chris sale for Yohan Mancata and Michael Kopech. The great rebuild began. Uh, they have never went and got that capstone piece. We thought they were gonna really go after Manny Machado. They tried to do it on their terms. They were also supposed to be in on Bryce Harper. That didn't happen. There's been a bunch of other talented guys uh, that they never really paid premium money for premium talent. So, you know, you, you see uh, them throw money at Andrew Benatendi, uh, We'll see if that actually works out, but a miracle would be if they actually continue to spend and maybe went after Gene Segura uh, or got, you know, some more, some more uh, catching depth. We'll, we will see, but there are a lot of holes and we have a ton of talent on this team for 2023. They were embarrassed last year. The general manager has got his guy now finally in place and Pedro Grifol is the new manager keep spending money, that would be an absolute miracle for Southside fans.
3: I do have an option to fulfill that miracle that actually ties into three of our four teams and that would be to bring back the great Elvis Andrews. I was so happy to see him thrive with the White Sox and to be disrespected by having to wear an A's uniform um very upsetting for me personally
1: he um, didn't
0: like it either apparently <laughs> uh he was a huge
1: fan favorite bryce i mean for his limited time in a white Sox uniform he did all the right things and you know there were so many bad moments uh he was looked at as the guy that you know played hard actually cared And it was like, this guy hasn't been around that long. And he's like, all of a sudden the clubhouse leader. So there's a huge swell to bring him back, uh, but move him to second base.
3: Yeah. Rangers, Rangers still love him. Like part of the greatest teams in Rangers franchise history want nothing but good things for that guy.
0: Yeah, we and apparently him. playing in Oakland, not one of those nice things. <laughs> I said
3: nice things. It, that's not a nice thing.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I did love Elvis Andrews. He was always having fun playing the game, and there was a couple of times where he got tagged out, and uh, it. He was in a rundown one time, and he like got tagged, and they called uh, interference or something like that, and he got to score. I forget the exact. It was two years ago, but it was very, very heads up uh, play on his part and uh, good job to Elvis Andrews for getting that one run in Minnesota, I believe. So that was fun. Uh, Scott, I feel like you got a lot of, a lot of miracles in your back pocket. What, what are we going with here?
2: Yeah. So mine, when I was thinking about what I wanted to, how I wanted to articulate my miracle, I think I, mine is just going to be literally anything good to happen. I think that's going <laughs> to be pretty much my miracle. Um, Like, I'm not kidding. If this team was like the Yankees or like a big market team where like everything that happened was national news, a lot more people would truly realize how absolutely unparalleled this season was to anything we've ever seen before on a like daily basis. Um, Yeah, I I, I just want like something – good to happen they're, they're literally like the only thing i think that we really could hang our hat on last year was um chris fetter the new pitching coach New, he's been here two years now but uh newer addition to the to the pitching staff and uh he's widely considered to be one of the best pitching coaches in in the league and and we have a lot of young pitching talent that uh was was i guess solid last season that's like the big thing so um yeah like i i just want anything positive to like happen on the baseball field, whether that's uh, like Torkelson, you know, figuring it out and taking a big step forward, whether that's Riley Green taking a big step forward, whether that's like Javi living up to what we paid him to be, whether that, I I mean, like not having a a worse offense than like the 114 and 119 lost teams that I've seen in my lifetime, like anything good would just be great. So uh, I'm not going to be too specific. Uh, because I don't need to be, and that's the, the the luxury and the pleasure and the privilege that I have.
0: I mean, on the bright side, Matthew Boyd back with the team, so that's nice. Is that good? I don't know. I think that's good. Nice, uh, enjoyable.
2: You know what? Ask uh, ask the fans in this city. You're going to get a different answer pretty much sure. every with every person you ask. I'd say, amazing human being. That's un, undisputable. Great dude. But yeah, the the fact that we've made two major league additions this off season after having one of the worst offenses any of us have ever seen. And neither of them are bats. Is definitely a, a decision that has been made. So,
0: well, if you hold the, the opposition to zero runs, you got a shot. So there's that.
2: There you go. We can just drag <laughs> it into extra innings when we lost like all of our extra inning games last
3: oh, year. <laughs> man. I think that's like the most depressing answer we've had. Like in the history of this series. Like that was like ha- hats off to you. Like that was, I'm really sorry hats for you, for man.
2: Super depressing. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my mantra right there. Yeah. You
3: nailed it, man.
2: Gosh. So,
0: I, I do have to say the last time that I think I talked to you, Scott, uh, we, we did a crossover and I believe I titled the YouTube episode. Are the Tigers going to be a good team in 2022? Cause I was like optimistic about the team and I feel so bad for doing that now. And like, Getting expectations up or hopes? There I don't are, know. So there were solve-
3: a lot of hopes and like after last off season, like if it was like universally agreed on from like all the national outlets I saw, like, yeah, no, the Tigers had a better offseason than the Rangers, like they're gonna be way better than them and I was like, I don't know about that and but I I didn't see this actually I think we were well actually shot. the Rangers were only two wins better so I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's
1: I mean it's no I mean this is not going to make you feel any better. But we were as Sox fans we were like watch out for Tigers this year. You got AJ Hinch who we were supposed to get that was supposed to be our manager that our general manager wanted uh, instead the owner pushed uh, La Russa down our throats but uh, you guys have the young pitching we were like oh man things are aligning and they spent money on bias but we kind of knew just from yeah. seeing them on the north side what you guys were going to get in bias but we were scared uh, but you guys got hit with the injury bug didn't you
2: yeah that would be an understatement yeah <laughs> I, would, I would say I would say yes that that's definitely uh that definitely did not help we had I want to say we ended the season with eighteen or nineteen different players record a start on the mound, which was comfortably the most in baseball. Almost twenty different starting pitchers used, and then offensively, we set the American League record for mo- team like getting shut out the most in a single season. So. No, no. There you go for just, like, everything. The only thing that was good was the bullpen. Uh, everything else was was pretty bad. And yeah, like, when it comes to uh, managing, like, expectations, you know, like, it was definitely a letdown for us. But um, I, I think the, the White Sox and or the Giants were probably the two teams that, like, when you manage, when you consider, like, preseason expectations, I mean, um, I, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm with you. I would say that those those two and then us kind of like in the tier below the you know you you and the giants are probably yeah. like the you know disappointing just a lot went wrong this year for a lot of people presently uh talking so yeah yeah okay
1: uh, before uh, before yeah. our team spent any money we were all about like our big thing was gonna everyone's gonna return to a custom levels watch this yeah. watch wait and see yeah. everybody's gonna get healthy
0: we're just gonna return to form that's our yeah. big off season so Same. (laughs) I want to, this is a fun thing that I'm just going to throw at you guys. Um, So the A stink. Throw out your win projections for the 2023 Oakland A's. I want to get them on record right now, and then uh, we can talk about them when you're wrong. So it'll be fun. Here we go. Let's start with Bryce just because you're in the division and whatnot. And you're more familiar, I guess
3: who I am familiar. we're, we're starting from a baseline of 60 wins this year, which is um, <clears throat> not good. Um, I, will, I will give you that
0: sixth overall pick. So That's there's sixth. that.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we got more wins than you and have a higher draft pick. <laughs> I know it sucks.
0: And also you guys have had so many more like number one picks. I'm tired of you guys getting all the number one picks. Uh, it doesn't seem to be helping, but I'm tired of it. <laughs>
3: Um, so let's see. I'm surprised that Cole Irvin's still on the team. Honestly, I thought that like literally every pitcher with the Pulse that was like okay was going to be gone. Um, nope. Uh, it only oh, took till midseason for Frankie Montez to to get traded. Um, there are some other good players. I mean, I, I really really like Shea Langoliers I think he's going to be really good. I I would hope that the A's hold on to Seth Brown. I'm not as hopeful as you, but I'm saying I, I think this is. Probably going to be, I, I think a 62 win team next year. I, I like I like some of the young talent, <clears throat> and if not all, if you're not trading like literally everybody off for scraps, which has been the A's way, they didn't do that as much this year. But I, I'm saying just a little bit better because I again I've seen I saw Langilleers in college when he and Josh Young were playing as freshmen, and I thought that kid's going to be a big leaguer. And well, he's right. Here I he think is. here he is. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it wasn't hard to say that he was the best one of the, those two were the best kids on the field. But yeah, i I think the A's are going to be really scrappy and really annoying and hand the Rangers quite a few. Um, I, I think at, at least one, probably two serious losses in Oakland. That's going to have me tearing my hair out. Like, why are you losing to this crap team in like the yeah. middle of the season? And
0: then all of a sudden they're going to be in the playoffs and you're going to be sitting there with all of your, your money that you spent. This isn't 2012
3: again. We're not doing that again. <laughs>
0: Oh, were you going to win the division this year?
3: <laughs> if you did that to if you do that to the Astros, it, it what you did to us in 2012. I feel like that would like Ooh, that appease would my fun. baseball soul.
0: Yeah, that, that baseball needs that. But uh-huh. 2012
3: had actual good players on it, so uh, I don't know.
0: Like Josh Reddick?
3: Yes. Noted uh, elite Hall of Famer. What
2: happened in the season in 2012?
3: I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. I I blame that No forever, for no everybody Moses here. <laughs>
0: So in 2012, the A's weren't in first oh. until the last game of the season when they overtook the uh, the Texas Rangers. They swept them to finish the season, uh, pushing the Texas and, Rangers to the first very, ever wild card game.
2: And, and very then, painful.
0: And then, in a weird twist of events, the wild card, as we said was just invented that year so the the playoffs had to have a weird schedule that year and so the a's even though they were the higher seed had to start the first two games on the road in detroit and that's stupid so they lost uh, so the, Rangers the, the Rangers
3: also lost in the wild card, and in in that wild card game because they pulled you Darvish too early to the freaking <laughs> Orioles. Which, by the way, the 2012 team, in my opinion, was the best Rangers team in franchise history. And they lost that series to the A's. Not only did they get swept, but it was in very, very painful fashion. A very yeah. uh, like an error, like a really notable error. It was oh, either yeah. the next the last game or last game by Josh Hamilton. Oh, that who was the last then, game. Yeah. Okay, that was the last game that uh, basically let in the winning runs. And then I believe that offseason was when he bolted to Anaheim, called Texas a a football town, or the Dallas area a football town, and then proceeded to suck really badly for the Angels. So, um, yeah. And that was the dark times.
0: Yes. Uh, So, Scott, where do you think – what's your win prediction for the A's real quick?
2: Um, You know, I'm, I guess, a little more bullish. Like, I I think that they are – you know, they the, obviously the national headlines are always like, oh, look, the A's are going to sell anybody with a pulse and, and whatnot. And um, I, I think one thing that I don't know how much of an effect it'll have on the like bad teams in baseball as much as it will the good teams. But like next year, we have to remember is the first year that everybody plays everybody and you mm-hmm. play your division less. And so. I don't know. In my eyes, like, any time you remove games off your schedule against the Houston Astros, like, that's a good thing. So yep. I think yep. that that might be, like, a little bit, even though you know there will be, obviously, other good teams that you have to play. But there will also be a lot of other bad teams that you now have to play that you usually wouldn't Come play. Come on, so.
0: NL Central. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> games against the AL
2: Central is always a good thing. So I I, I think I'm at, like, a, like a 68-ish, like, win wow. total. I think I'm in, like, the high 60s. I – I still don't expect them to be uh, like uber competitive in the second half of the season or anything, but yeah. um, you know, that they're, they're the A's, like they'll find a way to to get like production out of people that outside of, you know, you, like people have like never heard of before. And uh, they'll, they'll get some, some solid, uh, you know, fun late night games. Well, for me, late night games okay. where uh, you know, over on the coast finishing at 1am where they hit a walk off Homer against the angels or something. So, Uh, Yeah, I I think it'll be like a like a high high sixties win total. Oh, also Bryce, this is a pro Jung family podcast. You said that, and I was like, it's it's
3: by the way, it's it's Jung.
2: Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. love love me some Jace Young. You had the older brother of uh, of the tandem. Yeah.
0: Mick, real quick, what is your win prediction for the Oakland Athletics?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll split the difference between Bryce and Scott and say maybe like 65, somewhere around there. Uh, Scott boy. brought up some good points. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. playing everybody. Uh, and you've got some rule changes. I don't know your team as well as I should. If there are some guys that are going to take advantage of the shift ban, um, how will that right. maybe increase? Could you scrape a couple wins here and there? Um, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting year. It really is uh, for us to not play in our division as much and uh, the, the the travel that might go into it. But, yeah, I, I mean, see if some of your young guys can, you know, rise up to the challenge, return to a custom levels and stay healthy.
0: Uh, maybe around 65. I, I'll i take anything. I don't want another 100 loss season. That's all I'm going for. Ugh, I don't want to be like Scott. They're bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, And I'm not used to them. Uh, This is that this last season was the first one that the A's have had since uh, like the late 70s. So uh, hadn't happened in my lifetime. And now I have one. So that's that's great. Anyways, uh, that's. That's the show for today. Thank you guys all so much for making Locked On A's, White Sox, Tigers, and Rangers your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked On Sports Today your second listen because Peter Bukowski is super handsome and he brings you the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysts and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, it's a podcast. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, all of these shows, A's, White Sox, Tigers, and Rangers, are also available on YouTube. Go subscribe, like, and comment on each of our channels because we're all very, very good, and we're trying so hard. <laughs> uh, but before we sign out, uh, I, I am at By Jason B on Twitter. You can find the show at LockedOnAce on Twitter and Instagram. Nick, where can people find you one more time?
1: Uh, find me at Nick underscore GGTB on Twitter and the show at locked socks,
0: Scotty. What about you?
2: Uh, at Bentley Scotty on Twitter is my personal, and then at locked on Tigers. Almost said Red Wings there. Tigers <laughs> for <laughs> uh,
0: for the show. And Bryce, where can people find you? You can find me
3: at Bryce Patrick on Twitter and at locked on Rangers for the show for some. Toxic positivity. Hopefully, I'm wishing toxic positivity on all of you this season so we can have fewer legitimate reasons to air our grievances next year, but still find some anyway.
0: Oh, we're going to find so many throughout the course of the season. It's going to be great. That's what uh, being a baseball fan is. If your team blows any lead, uh, your bullpen is trash. So that's uh, that's baseball fandom for you. But uh, that's, that's the show. Happy Festivus, everybody. Go out and celebrate good times. Baseball fans, and we'll all talk at you soon.